Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. This is Maddie Kay. And John, uh, thank you for tuning in, downloading, streaming this. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, we appreciate it. I'll touch more on this later, but as part of our Patreon, I'm going to offer every offer you a personalized guided meditation. But we'll get to that. Um, all all Maddie K is all promises, zero delivery. No, 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 no. This one's got the Maddie K stamp of guarantee on it. That's oh, the, I see. Yeah, see. I see. <laughs> this is another. This is another level. Well, you all know John and I. We're always on the lookout. For hustling an extra buck. We're always looking for the next hustle. How can I squeeze a buck out of this? That's what I'm always... Yeah, it's like squeezing oh. water out of a rock. You will see, mark my words, you will see 
the working experience branded pills. <laughs> we also have an energy drink that we're noodling with. Uh, oh yes, the energy drink. But I like you know what I like is the um, the brain like the pills that enhance like your mental aptitude. Prevagen. Which is just total bullshit. No, it's but not. We could they se- extract we it could from sell a jellyfish. Millions. What are you talking millions about? Millions of... <laughs> There's jellyfish stuff in there. I've seen all the ads. All these old people going senile. You just take this pill. <laughs> You're all good. It, 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 would, it would be hilarious if we did a commercial for it. Like you went... Just like very shady science. <laughs> Like, the FDA doesn't want to touch this no. with a 10-foot... Like, as we're recording it, the government is showing up to shut us down. <laughs> yeah, but this was approved in Brazil. <laughs> totally yeah. passed there's a, there, there's a bucket of fish because we're going to add some fish oil into it. <laughs> this it, Kazakhstan, this breezed by the government censors. This is great, the regulators. Just so, just so our listeners know, prior to this podcast... I told Matt that we have to get right into the topic. Stay on topic. Stay on yeah. topic. I, and off the bat, we're talking about fish oil brain pills. I need um. Oh, what's that stuff? Adderall. I need. I need. I desperately need Adderall. I can't. Can we? Focus. Can we brand Adderall? I'm sure like, we could brand a sugar pill that we could call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would be Tic Tacs or Certs or something I'm that looks sure sort of could, pill-ish. You know. I mean, we can brand a sugar pill. John, listen, the operative word with any of these is may. May improve mental health. May, right. Nothing concrete, no, nothing no, definitive. In a random sample of a thousand people, it helped a couple of people. Two may have been helped. <laughs> It may cause explosive diarrhea. It may. I don't know. It may. <laughs> I don't know. But listen, that's the price to pay. Are you in it or are you not? See, then if it if it causes explosive diarrhea, we rebrand it as a colon cleanser. See how you do? You just gotta adapt. Absolutely. Speaking and then we sell then we sell a pill like a Pepto pill that will stock <laughs> you back up. It's it's one pill negates the next negates one pill the next after another. Okay, so uh, in keeping with our hustle culture over here, always looking for the buck. Uh, I read about these people called Amazon nomads. Um, I'm just going to read this description here because I really was not. I mean, I'm familiar with Amazon. I order from there probably four times a month, and I, I find I know all the awful things about Amazon. And, John sent me an article about Jeff Bezos. He's worth $150 billion. Da-da-da. But when you need to order something, it is super convenient. And you can find things like books for a lot cheaper than, honestly, you would get in Barnes. Well, I mean, I don't... Every it's already cut you off, but everyone I know is an Amazon Amazon Prime member. Like, I don't know... It's, it's almost like, in my social circles, it's almost like Internet itself. It's like you have a cell phone, you're an Amazon Prime, you have access to the internet. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. It's it's insane. I'm not a Prime member, although maybe I just don't feel like I order from there enough. But maybe I will. Um, if you order four to five times a month, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of signs up in my neighborhood that say like "Stop the Amazon traffic" because um, there's so many. 
I mean, I've noticed it. There's so many more UPS trucks or delivery trucks. Well, now trucks. They've, they're cutting UPS and FedEx out of the equation. Oh, now wow. they're building out my, bro- um, not my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law's boyfriend works for one of the shipping, local shipping companies here on Long Island. That is kind of the last mile. So it comes in through, I think, Jersey. And then it's shipped out and then it's all Amazon subcontracts this out to various shipping companies, but it's no longer UPS and FedEx. And they actually want drivers to buy their own trucks and kind of start their own little business just to deliver Amazon. And they're all over the place. It used to be with Prime, it was like you'd get free two-day delivery. Now it's like one day and in Manhattan, it's like in a couple of hours. Yeah. Well, you know, my thing with the stop the traffic, you know, like a lot of these things, you can't really blame Amazon. I mean, people order from there. That's why you're having trucks in your neighborhood. If your neighbors didn't order from Amazon, you know, I mean, like you don't blame the shark for eating the, the seal. That's what I mean. Amazon's going to ship and sell. and But these people, I I'd not... See, I never really gave a whole lot of thought to, like, where these products come from. Like, I bought used textbooks for, like, a dollar. Um, and it'll say it comes from somebody's, like, small bookstore in South Carolina, something like that. And and then I bought, you know, more run-of-the-mill products, a coffee, stuff like that. But what these people do, and I found this a very interesting business model, it says the majority of goods sold on Amazon are not sold by Amazon itself. But more than, but by more than two million merchants who use the company's platform as their storefront and infrastructure, and then uh, some of these sellers make their own products. Others practice arbitrage, and now these people, these nomads, they go out. They get in their RVs, their vans, and they go to Targets and WalMarts and wherever else across the country. And they'll buy up, like this guy mentions these, um, what was he looking for here? He, uh, Jurassic Park Jeeps. So he went to a store, I think in New Jersey, and he found these Jeeps from the movies, you know, movie merchandise. He goes on an app that tells him, now I'm sure Amazon has all kinds of disclaimers and caveats to this but amazon tells him these should sell for about six dollars each so he buys all 20 and then he sells them on amazon and he makes a profit on those so i didn't this is he buys like discontinued nail polish is a big seller so i mean amazon is is eating the world via data i mean the fact that they can provide that data to someone and someone could make a living off of this. I think in the article it says some people are making, you know, close to six figures. Um, but, you know, this is, and I'm sure that's the outliners because this sounds like a, a massive hustle. I mean, if you, like, maybe those Jurassic Park Jeeps sell, you know, for six bucks or whatever, but if they don't, you're paying storage fees, you're paying fees to Amazon. Mm-hmm to, you know, hold that merchandise for you. Well, it's interesting on, like, a lot of levels. One that, like, one guy sold his house in Georgia 
and he bought an RV and this is what he does. Now he gave, I think it was him, somebody gave an estimate they made like $40,000, which is still, to me, I mean, it's not a huge amount of money, obviously, but for doing that, the guy who gave $100,000, that number sounded more soft. He was saying like, it's not all from Amazon. He kind of does other stuff, which probably is related sort of. But um, but I mean I think I think a good playbook for this is if you're married and have some kids sell the house don't tell the spouse <laughs> no. sell the house Big surprise. and then and then outside you know when the when the house has been sold someone has moved in you have an RV lined up yep. that's when you pitch it to the family well don't but- pitch it beforehand you you have to sell everything then pitch it. Well, <laughs> here's what I think. You tell the family. Now, this would be a little hard to do. You tell them, I'm selling the house. We're going to move into a brand new house. <laughs> okay? But you wait. And you tell your, your spouse, look, I, I just want this to be a big surprise. And then you, you get everyone in the car and you drive over to the RV lot. <laughs> All right, everyone. Load up. <laughs> and they're like. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're living the American dream. That's what we're doing. Or, or, or you could tell them that you've sold a house in New York and you're going to buy a brand new house in California. But he, <laughs> here's the caveat. We have to drive cross country and sell all the crap in the RV then, to buy that new house. Right. But it's foolproof. Look at the app. It's foolproof. It's foolproof. Look at what the app says. These are going to sell. Just for- the, <laughs> and the RV is just filled with crap, like <laughs> toothbrushes and like Jeeps. There's no room for anybody in the RV. Well, it's it, the other thing. So like one guy dropped out of college after three years and he said he's like 32 and he said he's just kind of a restless person. He likes the idea of getting into his van. There's a picture of him here. Um, and he loves driving around. He just said he's happiest when he's out driving. Like he said, he's had depression his whole life and he just really feels very happy not being tied down. And, you know, he's met a lot of people and things like that. And, you know, it's like, okay. I mean, he's only 32. I'm sure he could, you know, maybe in three years, he maybe, I don't know, saves money, starts a business. Who knows? The guy who sold his house, I mean, that that is a pretty big step i don't think he has a family that they, they profile a couple of people here um you know in different things what does he say here well well gary gary v or gary vaynerchuk he real this is gospel for him is going to, for this hustle i mean he does it with yard sales and then flips them on ebay but he he's a proponent of this what, of gary going v does to that? oh yeah he does it yeah I thought he owned a business or something. Oh, he he does, and he's a multimillionaire. But he but goes he'll to yard spend sales? his weekends. Oh, absolutely! Go, just Google it. <laughs> Go to YouTube. I, I think it's like a garage hustle or something. He'll go like around. I think he lives. I think he lives in Manhattan, but he'll go to like Jersey and Long Island, Connecticut. He and still he'll, does this. Yes. Yes, and he do, he and listen. He, you watch it; he makes money. Like you can, if you, you know, and, and and he talks about going to the WalMarts or the thrift shops and buying stuff and then flipping them on eBay 
and flipping them on Amazon. I'm all about flipping. You've sold all me about flipping. flipping. I'm always looking. Flipping. You know, I'm always trying to make that deal. Yeah. I don't really know what flipping means, but I like it. I like the sound of it. And I, and I like to overextend myself oh, on some way, mundane item like socks. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I like I like the deal on socks. Do you have a thousand pairs? Because that, that's the field I'm playing on. Well, you know, it's funny what sells. And they talk about this too. Um, Star Wars Lego sets and Incredibles action figures. Those would probably be good. Discontinued nail polish, as I said, can be astonishingly lucrative, but not the certain colors he was looking at. The, the writer of this went out with him. Um, a dinosaur riding some sort of motorcycle, no way, but then the Jurassic Park Jeeps, those would sell. And it's just, uh, it's kind of funny how. Um, Certain th- they get into that, like how certain things sell very well. Like there was a certain type of dental floss that had been discontinued. He found it in a Walmart or a Target for ninety nine cents for a three pack. He was selling them for a hundred dollars each on Amazon. Wow, the craziest little things. Like I, that's wow. the thing I would never think of something like that. Like I would never like. You know, I guess the app helps. I guess you can look things up. And, of course, the app is not set in stone. I mean, it could be like, well, nobody wants that this week, so, or whatever it is. You know, you take risks. I'm sure these guys take losses sometimes. Something doesn't sell that they thought was going to. And then there's crazy stuff that does. I mean, these are this is just great dinner conversation, right? Like, I bought... Uh... I bought 10,000 pairs of granny underwear and it's it's hot right now on Amazon. The the pink flower pastel colors are just flying off the shelves. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like it says you spend weeks on end traveling to strip malls and big box stores of America. Um, and they were saying, like, you start to appreciate the small differences of the Targets and the Walmarts and the McDonald's. But, like, I, you know, like driving endlessly. I mean, I mean you know, also, too, you got the upkeep, you got the insurance, you oh, got the you gas, got gas, you got yeah. the whole upkeep of that operation. Well, and his, the big refrain, I guess, is freedom. People say, well, you know, you, you, you get a lot of freedom. This guy, Jason Wyatt. Um, quit his job as an aviation electronics technician, sold his house in Georgia, bought an RV, and now this is what he does. And he says, your possessions, you don't really own them. They own you. The more you get rid of, the freedom you are. But, I mean, you know, they still have to do this. I mean, it's not like they are making a... I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of swapping one thing for the other, I guess. I mean, it's, you know... You still have to own the RV. As you said, you have to pay for gas. You have to pay for a lot of upkeep. You have to... It's a job. I mean, to me, walking around Targets and Walmarts endlessly looking for crap to sell is not really that appealing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you you really got to love that. But if you put in the time and the effort, I think you could make... You know, let's say you could make like 40 or 50 grand a year. That's pretty good. Oh, it is. 
It is. But, I mean, you start to prorate things out. Like, how many hours are you spending on the road? Like, and also, like, you know, you can make money off of it, but how how enjoyable is that? I mean, I do not want to spend a Saturday driving out to Long Island to go to some yard sale to buy some junk <laughs> to flip. I mean, seriously, like, I don't want to well, do I, that. I mean, I also think you could just take, like, wherever you live, just like a 50-mile radius, you could find crap well, that you could sell. You can probably, I'm sure a lot of people don't do this as their main thing. They would do it on, you know, they might go to a Walmart, find stuff, buy it. As you say, there's a Walmart and a Target within 10 minutes of me. I, I suppose I could do this if I wanted to, but I mean, these guys have, you know, some of them have no permanent home. They just, that's it. RV van. Well, it, it also speaks to the propensity of Americans to buy crap. That, that's something I can't get my head around. All like right. He says this, and it's very interesting that one of these guys says this. He has no idea why someone would pay so much for such things, but the scanner tells him people do. His best guesses are melancholy ones. Discontinued cat food is a big seller, which he did. <laughs> discontinued cat food which he didn't understand until his mom's cat grew old and senile and refused to eat any of the new flavors. Oh, well, that makes sense. He once saw a post from a parent whose son was autistic and drank from the same plastic cup every day for 20 years. The cup eventually disintegrated, and he didn't want to drink from any other vessel. So, that's... I mean, he bought something. It was these discontinued dryer what's what's it called a bounce dryer bar that costs five dollars i don't really know what these are i don't i vaguely remember them maybe it's a plastic oblong you affix to the dryer rather than adding a dryer sheet to each load now these cost five dollars two pack a two pack sells on amazon for three hundred dollars what? Why not just go get a dryer sheet? Like, you know those fabric softener sheets? Like, how hard is it to throw one of those in the dryer? Jesus. It's, it's yeah, very... Yeah, I, I just, I don't... I mean, those examples that you just cited make sense. Like, the autistic kid wanting to drink out of the same cup. The old cat that refuses to eat, um, you know, new cat food. But there's just, there's just so much stuff. What? And when you think about... Like, what do you need on a daily about, basis to survive? You need very little. He talks about uh, one of the biggest, th- these Dove things, not Dove, bounce dryer bars, like weird cleaning products, they sell very well. He talks about avocado half containers and Jim Beam branded steak knives. I mean, like, what? As you're you're reading this, I'm writing all this down, and you know I'm going on Amazon, and just this is all going to show up at my house. Anderson recently hit half a dozen Walmarts buying Game of Thrones Oreos. (laughs) It's like a a big demand for them. Uh, Well, he says here, one of these guys said, I'm not, yeah, I think it's Anderson. Too many people are unhappy, and I don't think they know why they're unhappy, so they're like, I'm going to buy a new toy, and that'll make me happy. And it does not. So many people are owned by their possessions. That's a pretty simple, succinct way of putting it. Like, 
people are very nostalgic as well. Like, they like to buy stuff from their childhood, um, you know, toy. Like, some people, I've never been a collector. Like, I don't collect things. Like, at one point, I had a, a fairly sizable DVD collection, but, like, I watched those. Or, like, a CD collection. I had a, I had a very big CD collection. Before that, it was cassette tapes. But, like, I listen to those. I use them. Like, I don't understand people who collect just sort of, like, you know, like, um, action figures. Like, I don't understand Yeah, I, I, I can't get my head around that either. I like mean, it, I, I'm in the same boat. I am not a collector. I am the opposite of a hoarder. I want to just rid myself of stuff. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't want to... I don't want to take care of it. <clears throat> there is some stuff that I've kept um, from my from my childhood that my parents don't want to keep anymore. These everything could fit in a small box, but yeah. that's it. Nothing else. No, I, I'm not interested. I've cleaned out the garage. I don't know how many times, and more stuff seems to multiply. Even though I haven't bought anything, so no, no. It's, it just grows in there. I just like to get rid of stuff, but. Shopping, like, you know, I'm not the first person to pioneer this idea. For some people, shopping is a very serious addiction. Like, they just keep buying stuff that they can't afford. Oh, that's why the QV, QVC, HSN. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, Christmas tree store. I mean, this is all The garbage. Christmas tree store could not be filled with more useless crap. You and uh, Jeannie's mom loves it. I literally <laughs> cannot step foot in that store. I literally cannot. There, there is nothing. It's all just cheap junk that serves no purpose other nothing. than to clean. And up. you, you walk. This is this is the the mo of the store. You need nothing. You've no. gone to the store. You don't need anything. You're going to the store. To discover garbage that you're going to then purchase. You know what always makes me kind of cringe is when businesses talk about creating a need. Like there's no, yep. like, you know, we're going to create. Well, it's like look at the cybersecurity business. That was non-existent 20 years ago. There was just no need for it. Identity theft and all of that. I mean, it's it just like unless somebody grabbed your wallet, and even if then. You know, well, that that's that was that's just a evolution of business. Now everything is online. There is a real need for that. No, I know, but the need has been created. It was not there. Yes, yes, uh, it has been before. created by market dynamics. I think they're but called store no... businesses or something like that. Like they kind of grow out of other businesses. Yeah, yeah. but there, there's no there's no need for like. Like, she'll go into a Christmas tree store and she'll be like, look what I got, you know, three for $5. And it's like, yes, that's a good deal, but how about we start with, number one, you don't need it. So you, <laughs> so you would have saved $5. I don't care if it was, you know, three cents. There's, you have absolutely no need for it. And I don't, does your mother-in-law listen to this podcast? <laughs> oh god god no she doesn't all right so yeah no i know but you go to people's homes i mean this goes back to like the um documentary about minimalism and the, the guy they interviewed this guy did a study on homes the size of them and how much people actually use they use like 40 percent of the house the rest of it they just fill with 
couches that they never sit on and pictures they never look at, lamps they never yeah, use. Yeah, that's that unfortunately I fall into that category. <laughs> I, and I, and, I, and I'm not I'm, I'm not even joking. We, no, we have space a fairly is good. I mean, you know, space is is nice. I I also I like spa- I like space, but we don't fill it with I like open space. Right. Yeah. No, I mean well that that some towns around here like Hingham, Cohasset, Situate, they're they're rather more affluent towns. And the joke was always people would just, you know, like a young couple, they would absolutely, you know, probably like young professionals, they would just eat crackers and cheese for a year to save up for a house in Hingham. And then the house would be empty because they couldn't afford to furnish it. But they wanted that address in Hingham. They wanted to tell people they live in Hingham. Or blow up fr- blow up furniture, inflatables. Some some of them seriously had lawn chairs in in their places, and they couldn't invite people <laughs> over because they had no furniture. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. But um, it, I, I mean, I actually, I you know, we moved out from the city. We were in a, um, a small. It was a, it was not a small. We it was a one bedroom that we converted into a junior three bedroom. Okay, your so apartment in Manhattan, uh, which I was in a few times. That was pretty huge compared to like what some people live in in Manhattan. That was no, pretty it big. was it, it was a thousand square feet. But for two I mean, boys a, and all that, that's but for yeah. a family of four and yeah. a dog. I mean, we were able to convert it to a junior three bedroom. Like we literally turned the dining room into a bedroom and my office into a bedroom, yeah. and it worked. Yeah, um, it just. You know, we went from there, and when then we moved out to Long Island. Is we j- we just didn't have the furniture to fill the house. It was just, yeah. it, it was it was almost a joke. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you gradually you know get it. No, we and that. now it's now it's fully furnished. But you know, this goes back to what this guy is just kind of, and it's funny because he's part of the whole system. I mean, he's selling people these. I, I bet a lot of people who buy these toys are adults. They just buy them for. God knows what reason. They well, like you get to, that little that little hit of dopamine, right? It the arrives. Thing comes. It's very exciting. Same thing with like a new car. You get the little hit. And then as you get older, hopefully you get wiser to the fact that you know that that's, that's not sustainable. Yeah. I mean, there's a school of thought that says, hey, look, that's as good as it gets, you know. And then there's a school of thought that says, like a new car. Like you have a new car. You like it for three years. You have sensory adaptation. It's not new anymore, so you you lease another car or whatever, and, th- and that's just the way people are. Like, there's no use really fighting it, and everybody's different. Then there's a school of thought, like, buy experiences. Like, a friend of mine, uh, his wife bought him, for his birthday, surfing lessons, and for Christmas, uh, snowboard lessons. Because he's like, I, they live in Manhattan fairly small apartment he's like i cannot shoehorn another sweater into my closet nor do i want to so buy buy a yeah, buy, yeah buy buy experience i think there was like a harvard study that more happiness is derived from experiences now i think it's, actual it's more tchotchkes i think more tchotchkes the more yeah, more just garbage <laughs> small little figurines you know what's funny well two things one when my brother went to the university of rochester for just a semester he rented a room from this woman in her house and she had all these 
He said, you walk into the living room, she collected these figurines, these like little statues. I don't know. There was a name for them. That's like, that's like the beginning of a horror film for me. Yeah. Like Sebastian miniatures or something like that. Yes. And he said, every flat surface in the living room had these, these figurines on them. And she would go out on the weekends and she would look for more. That was her, her thing. And I, I had a, a roommate for a brief period of time who I would describe as a hoarder. I mean, he had a Wheaties box from the 1990s with some Red Sox pitcher on it. Who, and he had comic books, thousands of comic books. See, I, I don't think I could live with someone like that. Oh, well, it was only... It, it turned out to be longer than I had anticipated, but it was temporary. I mean, it was ludicrous how much stuff he had. And he had a storage facility. He had a storage locker for more of this useless crap. So then he decided to have that, a yard That's sale. when I... Sorry to cut you off, but I love the fact when you've overflowed your home get or your apartment, <laughs> and then you've got to go get a storage unit for your crap. Unless it's for business or something like that, get rid of it. Dump it in the dumpster. Well, so the big idea was then to have a yard sale. This is in Brooklyn. So he and his girlfriend spent, I don't know how many hours putting little price tags on things, right? <laughs> they drag all this stuff into the backyard because we did have a backyard. That was really nice. Backyard, everything's out there. For two days, I don't know, he sold maybe 5%. Ugh. And then it all had to come back into the apartment. <laughs> yeah, wait. And I'm sure they didn't take the little stickers off of, so they're constantly reminded that this little trinket didn't sell. And I really didn't like him, and he didn't like me either. So I was very set. Kind of, I was like, how'd the yard sale go? <laughs> like, how did it go? What happened? But you know what was funny? He had put an ad up on Craigslist, like people do. So they were starting at like 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning. There was a guy parked in front of the apartment at 8 o'clock in the morning, waiting. He had oh, driven... they're, they're professionals. Yeah. He had driven out from Long Island, and he had just sat there, and he bought like five records or something like that. It was yeah, I, I, I had a yard sale at my parents' house, and it was similar. There was like four to five people that showed up <laughs> like, bef- oh, like an hour before it's supposed to start, oh. and... There was an item, and we and we like we really wanted to get rid of this stuff, so the pricing on it was ridiculously low. Yeah, and I remember there was a, I don't know if I'm using the right term for it. Remember a boom box from yeah. when we were kids? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it had like a, a tape deck and you know two speakers, and you know put like it was fifty cents. So this guy comes up. And he looks, he goes, does this thing work? And I'm like, yeah, it does. Like, we put batteries in it and we played a tape. And he goes, all right, five cents. I was like, what? I was like, it's 50 cents. He's like, yeah, I'll give you five cents for it. I was like, we, like we're really going to haggle. Over 50 cents. 50 cents. And I was like, no, it's, it's 50 cents. He's like, I don't want it. <laughs> You know, I think what you'd have to do, I've never had a yard sale. I think I would, whatever I was going to sell, I'd put it out there. And then I would arrange for the next day a junk remover to just be like, anything that didn't sell, yeah, just get take, it out of here. Just take it. I but people will come at the end. They know that you're, 
you know, you're, you're done. You're, you're at your wits end and they'll come in and they'll be like, all right, I'll take everything for 50 bucks. Can you imagine planning your Saturday like that? Like that is just so, I mean, if I'm driving by someone's house and I happen to see, oh, they have a yard sale going on. I mean, I never pull into these things, but I may, like, oh, you know, let me look. It's so awkward too because they're sitting there staring at you. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you also, you can also really hit pay dirt. Like I had friends of mine who the same thing. They're not like yard sale people, but they were up. They have a a second home up in Connecticut, up in the woods, and someone was having a garage sale, and they, and they like a mountain bike caught their eye, so they went there and they the. The person was selling the mountain bike for 20 bucks. Wow. The mountain bike barely had been used, and they bought it for 20 bucks. And then when they brought it home, they the sticker, like the retail sticker, was still on the bike. It was $800. Wow. Yeah. So they could, so now they're going to sell it on eBay for like $400. So there, there are those things that do happen. <clears throat> but I'm with you, I'm not spending my day. No. Hunting around or haggling with people <laughs> over their crap. I just need to go on Amazon and buy more uh, discontinued dental floss or something. That'll Definitely. That'll make it happen. This guy, you know, it's funny, though, the things he runs into. He ran into a McDonald's in, where was he? Pomeroy, Ohio, that served pizza. And it's called wow. a McPizza. Yeah, it was like a holdover uh, from the 80s. But, um, yeah, I mean, he talks about going to... So, this this reporter went out with him. Um, well, just to back up a second. One of these guys, he was studying to be a music teacher. And then he, he quit that and did this. Like, being a music teacher, like, if you're into music, that would be a very fulfilling job. I would say much more so than this, maybe. But, I mean, he just said it wasn't a viable career. But to me, that's that's not really a... <laughs> that's kind of sad, you know? That's kind of sad. Um, so just to wrap up here, uh, he started the experience. The reporter started the experience with this guy who wrote this. This appeared in The Verge in July. TheVerge.com. So he says, I started to experience... Um, being confronted with so much stuff. By 4 p.m., Anderson and I had been to Target, Ulta, TJ Maxx, Walmart, Kohl's, and had moved on to GameStop. We had seen quivers of yoga mats, pro wrestling action figures, vast Nerf arsenals, and copper-plated pans. There were plush Star Wars droids, plastic dinosaurs, Sour Patch cereal, churro cinnamon toast crunch, Weird cereal. This sounds like well. this sounds like hell to me. Like hell. literally, this sounds like hell. Elmos, Teddy Ruxpins, glittering purple bath bombs, body mist that a rival seller registered as weighing five hundred pounds. So that oh my god, I can barely bring myself to a store when I'm in need of something. Like when I really need something, I barely drag my. Usually, I order it online. I couldn't even imagine living this life. I had to. I have to. So we're getting near the end of August. School's starting up. I need like three dress shirts. And I'm dreading it. I'm absolutely dreading having to go buy dress shirts. I know it won't, won't be that bad, but I just dread it. I dread it. 
So, folks, um, if you're looking for a new career, looking for a lifestyle change, this is what you're going to do. And I'm not saying contemplate this. This is what you're going to do. You're going to sell your house as quickly as possible. So you may have to take a loss on the house. That's fine. You'll make it up once you buy the RV and you start hitting Walmart, Target, uh, looking for discontinued heads of lettuce. You could probably find old pudding. Anything like that, sell it. I think this is the akin to the gold rush in California. Yeah. You just, you got to go after, you got to, don't ask any questions. No. Like Matt said, put the house up. I believe there are people that will offer you cash, cash for your for house. <laughs> cash for all. For, homes, you know, maybe, maybe 40, 30 cents on the dollar. Doesn't matter. Cash Take in it. hand. Yeah. Cash. Cash in <laughs> cash hand. Cash in hand. Get an RV and yep. get out there and get it done. You know what this strikes me? It's, it's just shifting crap from here to there. That's all. That's this all is. it is. You're you're a crap mover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you're taking you're taking man. a little bit of a commission out of it. Yeah. Little, you're eking a little bit of commission out of every sale of a discontinued toothpaste that's probably <laughs> harmful. And, but hey, if there's if there's a if Derek Jeter is on that tube of toothpaste, that's gonna sell, baby. Alright, folks. Um you heard it here. More excellent business advice from the Working Experience Podcast. Please visit us on Patreon. Buy our T shirts from what was the T shirt place? Teespring. Teespring. Um I guarantee our products are top quality. Right. Oh, they're top quality. Yeah, absolutely. You, you will be the hit in your office. You will be the hit at the company picnic. Your friends will see you wearing a working experience T-shirt. The first words out of and, their mouth: "Where do I get one?" And what is the uh, what's the Matty K guarantee? Uh, what is what's it? the stamp of approval? Yeah, it's the Matty that K you were guarantee. you were touting at the beginning of the episode that it's definitely going to ha- you're guaranteeing that this is quality and that you'll be the hit of the party. Oh, no, no, the- no, 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 no! I'm not putting the Matty K guarantee on this. See, this could. Come oh, back. oh, I'm sorry. You're, this, this could come as, back as you're on sl- me. <laughs> yeah, you're slowly backing off the claim. Well, yeah, because <laughs> no, I think the Matty K guarantee was for the uh, personalized meditation guide. Okay, I, I, I can do that. The T-shirt? What are you nuts? You think I'm putting a guarantee on some <laughs> shoddy piece of merchandise we're trying to flog? Hey, I'm not dumb. Well, I'm dumb, but I'm shrewd. But not <laughs> that dumb. Not that dumb. All right, folks. Uh, don't don't listen to what Maddie just said. Go buy the t- go buy the T-shirts. They're good T-shirts and the mugs. Good logo, nice design. They're a lot of fun. All right, folks. Thanks a lot for listening. All right, thanks everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build engage and entertain your audience reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com i would love to hear from you and that's it the end the sweet end until our next audio encounter